0: Hi there! Welcome to Bible Slash Chat. Jason, and I. Hey, we're doing some more on elders, and these yes, are fun things. This is a good question. Yeah, yeah. This is a tr- uh, a little bit of a tricky one, maybe controversial, not too, and like not, not
1: so much in a really bad way, but kind of fun to think through. No need for all the caveats. Jason. I have to just throw it out there. <laughs> Pigs must be slaughtered, Jason. <laughs> That's why it's controversial. <laughs> exactly. Let's
0: say you have a church. Yeah.
1: And uh, for whatever reason, they don't have any elders, pastors, yeah. elders. No, nobody. Just a congregation. Yeah, yeah. Is that a church? That's question number one. Question number two is uh, the elders of a church. Yeah. How theologically on the same page should they be? Mm. Must they be?
0: Yeah. Okay. So, those two questions. A very good question. Uh, both are good. Uh, they were asked by a good friend of ours. Yeah. So the first one, I would say, uh, it's very tricky to say what a church is in that sense. If yeah. you have, if you have a gathering of Christians with yeah. no elders whatsoever. Yeah. Um, does that constitute a church yeah and i would i would probably say no right um actually because i think the reason and we were actually just talking about this before the video i think the reason we would say no is because of the fact that the um in any group of people if you take all the leaders out there's still a de facto leader somebody is leading someone is going to eventually is going to at that point lead in some capacity and so that's that guy is the elder now maybe the other guys who were qualified to be elders have been removed but that person who's now raised up effectively just functionally it becomes that it takes on that role, and so I think it does just happen that way And one of the places we see that is in Titus 1 where Paul sends Titus mm-hmm. through Crete so Paul has gone through Crete he's converted people yeah. along the way and in yeah. all these cities that he's visited there are little gatherings of believers mm-hmm. in almost every city he stops at one end of the island, tells Titus, you start at the other end of the island, go back through, and through every in every city appoint elders. Yeah. What that tells us is that in every single one of those churches, Paul assumed that there was one person who was the most mature among them, and that, that at least that one, or more, probably would more, would be qualified and would then be installed as an elder. Right. So uh, there's a brief period of time where they're interacting, but then, or uh, maybe, maybe functioning without... Elders in name, yeah, 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 but elders in function, yeah. Paul assumes already exist yeah. in every church. Yeah. So that's why we would say uh, the church is uh, both the congregation and the elders, okay. and you can't you take one away and it's not a church, <coughs> right? Uh, so that's the first thing we would say uh, in terms of the church. That's there, That's good, yeah, yeah, yeah. And makes then, sense. The, and then in terms of the elders in agreement, yeah, we, we would say I would say that the elders should be in in substantial agreement for all points of doctrine and practice. Okay. Um, I think if we you can have differences like nuanced differences on angelology or you know <laughs> like exact timing of certain events but you want you want more or less complete yeah. agreement on all points of theology right well, The reason for that is because uh, the church functions around those points so wherever there's That's true. wherever there's variance between the elders that now becomes an area that can't be discussed in the church if that makes sense. Right, so out you, in public. Out in mean. public, yeah, right? Because yeah. you don't want disagreement between the elders in public. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. yeah, over over minor points of doctrine, or right? Sort of ter- like far out tertiary yeah. things. That's yeah. one thing. But when it comes to practical things and yeah. and and major theological things, yeah, uh, there needs to be just substantial agreement in right. all those areas. Right, uh, and and that gives cohesive doctrine to the church. Right. If you have a guy who maybe is totally elder, elder qualified in character yeah. but maybe isn't maybe doesn't agree on some of those substantial points of doctrine, I would say just go to a church where you do agree and yeah, become yeah. an elder there. That's yeah. great, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. but or carry out the function of an elder in teaching and shepherding but just don't take on the office of elder. And yeah. that's fine also. Yeah. Uh, either one of those is okay, but uh, but to say, well, we're going to reduce what what the agreement needs to be in order to keep adding elders eventually you just get down to the very core of the gospel and that's the only thing that unites you and that causes lots of confusion for the right. church.
1: because then you would have, not hypothetically, I mean, yeah. this would happen. This does happen. You'd have one pastor teaching one thing about right. eschatology, let's say. That's like a debated one. Right. Or spiritual gifts. Yeah, yeah, spiritual Charismatic, gifts. Charismatic, I mean, yeah. elder... Cessationist elder totally but teach two different things to the same congregation within the same month (laughs) yeah down the hall is that good or bad (laughs) yeah well what's that's gonna what's that gonna do yeah what is that like what's the ramification of the why not why can't we just have if someone says why can't we just have a plurality of views they're all godly men it's not like they're preaching heresy or trying to yeah no absolutely So, what's wrong with having different
0: interpretations theologically yeah. and just teach them both? Well, what ends up happening is yeah. it ends up causing rifts in the church. Okay, right. And so, of course, you're down. You're down the hall. One classroom is the is the continuation of the classroom. Right. and They're speaking in tongues and praying for the gift of prophecy. And the guy down the hall on the other end is like uh, going through First Corinthians thirteen, eight, through wrong. ten over and over and over again, <laughs> and saying those guys are wrong. What's going to end up happening is there will just be divisions in the church, yeah. which will eventually cause there to be two churches yeah. because there's two there's two totally different ways of interpreting the Bible, right. um, and so that that just causes division. It doesn't necessarily mean that th- those people don't love each other, right? Or they can't like uh, love one another, fellowship together, yeah? Because they can. We have lots of friends who have differing views of course. On, on all sorts of theological right. matters, but when it comes to church life, that church just can't really function well yeah it's the equivalent of saying you know my two hands this hand wants to do something and this hand doesn't want it to do it right i I can't function right there's one unified whole when it comes to the nervous system of the church and that's the doctrine of the church that comes to us from the head so yeah it makes sense
1: yeah just yeah it is just interesting right because i think there are churches where you have older boards that have various positions on things and not necessarily stopped from teaching obviously just by the very nature of having an, a, an elder board that's diverse totally yeah you, know, you start teaching on different things yeah. but then yeah you wonder at what point will they over you know like go over each other totally and how does the congregation then respond yeah to a marketplace of ideas being yeah, thrown out totally. especially if the issues are like spiritual gifts which
0: are higher up yeah, yeah. as opposed to like uh, you know angelology yeah you know yeah because a lo- there's a lot of things that are so tertiary so fringy in yeah. terms of their in terms of their applicability to church life yeah. that Differences—they just don't come up very often. No. So if you have differences on those areas which are far afield, way out there, yeah, yeah it's not a big deal. You, those yeah. differences don't get don't, aren't necessarily brought into the public sphere consistently. Yeah. But when you have differences when it comes to like church practice, like one guy says we yes. should speak in tongues, yeah. and he cuts up to pray he speaks in tongues. Another no. guy says we should not speak in tongues, and yeah. getting up and speaking in tongues is a violation of scripture. Oh yeah. Though you may love one another, that is not going to. There's going to be no. confusion no. in how the church functions, and no. so I think it just does cause division. And Absolutely. So the goal is. We want the church to function together. And and then if a person has differences, that's okay. There's churches around that have different views, and yeah. we want to send them there. Or that guy can Stay. function uh-huh. yeah. and then grow and seek to uh, seek to uh, achieve a unity of faith in such a way that the church can function well. Yeah, good. Yeah. Thank you. Very helpful. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. yeah. well, thanks so much. I uh, hope those are, these are helpful questions for you. If you have any more questions, feel free to email us anytime at uh, info at faithbibleoc.org. Thanks so much.